0: <sighs> I'm sorry, I have to psych myself up now. I lauren introduced me to a, a very English thing called Fisherman's Friend.
1: Oh, Fisherman's Friend uh, throat lozenges. Throat
0: lozenges. You've heard of these?
1: I have heard of them. i never they heard came of them before. Highly recommended on the internet when I had a very bad cold one time.
0: They seemed very English, but maybe they're maybe they're international. I think uh, they're international. These in particular came from Lancashire, so at least this packet this sachet, pardon me, is, is English.
1: Genuine but English. They, uh,
0: they don't have much flavor to them. I was expecting more of a minty thing, but boy do they clear your sinuses out. Wow.
1: Yep. With a name like Fisherman's Friend, uh they have to work. You can just picture some like a grizzled old sea captain out it out on the docks being like, I got I got I got my cold, but I also gotta get my haul in to feed my family
0: <sighs> and i'm and I'm so okay. used to like i'm so used to like the individually wrapped like halls lozenges lozenges you know oh, i ones, was surprised yeah. that they come in a little packet where you've got like 30 or whatever in here but you can totally picture like you're saying like a grizzled fisherman just keeping this in a pocket and like <laughs> picking them out like candy mako's dad <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's just it's all he eats that and fish <laughs>
1: This episode is brought to you by Fisherman's Friend. Now you've got a friend in the fisherman business.
0: time to put a p- 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 podcast tell everyone welcome to you activated my podcast the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast i'm tyler i'm jimmy and this week we're talking about season two episode 33 the dark spirit revealed colon yugi versus bakura colon part one
1: that's a lot of colons
0: Who boy check out those colons
1: i'd prefer to do not a... to <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had to do a breath there before reading that um yeah there, there's a lot of stuff well, I was about to say there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. I think, Jimmy, you and I both have potentially more notes before the show starts than after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> potentially.
0: Uh, what are your what are the things you want to talk about this week?
1: Well, I wanted to mention. Um, so you, I think I've talked about it on the show before because we were doing the podcast then, but two years ago, two summers ago. I was a production assistant on a Disney film called Timmy Failure, which just came out on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus, uh, I watched it for the first time last week. It was very cute, uh, better than I expected. Yeah, extremely you sent me Portland. some.
0: Uh, you sent me some screenshots. It's extremely Portland. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we get we get Disney Plus in exactly one month, so I'm very excited. Oh boy,
1: counting down the days.
0: I have already pre signed up. I've given them well, I, my money. I, <laughs>
1: You shouldn't do that until you actually have the thing you can subscribe to.
0: I know, I know. But there was an offer and uh, anyway.
1: Anyway, uh, I'm not in the movie because obviously my job was to stay outside of the shot and stop people from walking into it. But what is in the movie is my car. Yeah. (laughs) This is shot uh, fairly early on. Where the main character is with his mom in their car and they're going to their house, um, but on the left-hand side of the screen, very obviously in the foreground, is <laughs> my 2003 Subaru Outback.
0: And what's what's hilarious to me is there's another Subaru Outback driving past it, and we've oh, joked yeah. we've joked for a long time that like your car is the most Portland car, so I'm sure listeners would be like, ah, all right, he's from Portland, he drives an Outback, sure, but it has. You can tell that it's yours because it has the uh, pirate skull bobblehead on the dash. My pirate
1: skull Pontius pirate that I got in Australia.
0: That I think you've had for as long as I've known you? Is that right?
1: As long as I've had the car.
0: Which has been like, what, Since like Since
1: 2009? Yeah. 2009, yeah. 2010, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah,
0: so, so as long as I've known you, you've had that bobblehead. Uh, yep, he's and, and in there. And that's distinctly your car.
1: <laughs> I think my record of seeing other Subaru Outbacks in Portland, I parked one time. and am just like on the same stretch of block as me. There were like five others.
0: Wow. I mean, you know. It's, it's a good car. It's a good car. It's a good car. And it's it's so funny that there are like regions that are marked by their popular vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like you get trucks in Texas, you get Outbacks in Portland, you get Ubers in LA.
1: <laughs> Which is just all kinds of cars, really. Just
0: black black Priuses.
1: Yeah, <laughs> black Priuses, um, Teslas in like the Bay Area. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not in the car. I'm not in the movie, but my car is in the movie. That's
0: awesome. That's really cool. My
1: name isn't even in the credits, but my car
0: is. (laughs) Well, you know, take what you can get, I guess. Yeah. And it looks like it's a good movie, too. I'm excited to watch it. I'm a little little jealous. I'm a little jealous that you watched it with Lauren's family before watching it with us. (laughs) Listen,
1: if I had the choice to watch it between you and... And two of the biggest Timmy failure enthusiasts around, uh, I I had to I had to pick. I'm That's sorry.
0: That's fair. That's fair. That's okay. I I understand.
1: <laughs> uh, I also my roommates have just started watching this show called Taskmaster, which is this UK game show that has a bunch of comedians and they have to do simple tasks. Uh, and there's stuff like take this egg and bring it as high as you can. You have 30 seconds, or no, it's not 30 seconds, longer than that. You have like 20 minutes to take this egg and get it as high as you can without breaking it. Or, like, here's this big slab of ice. Uh, make sure that it disappears. And then it's <laughs> <this> really left <laughs> up to them how they accomplish
0: that. Take care of this piece of ice. <laughs>
1: um but it's it's actually really funny and i think you saw some clips didn't you yeah so
0: i had heard of taskmaster but i never watched it uh uk tv licensing is really weird and i didn't really feel like paying for a tv license for last year so i just haven't watched much british tv uh but it it, i found an episode on youtube yeah
1: if you're in the u.s at least all the episodes are on youtube as far as i know
0: Yeah, I think they region lock their channel. So it seemed like their official channel has full episodes in the States, uh, but just like best of clips here. Um, It's similar for a bunch of UK TV shows. I wasn't really surprised, but the episode I watched was really good. It had a lot of people who are like staples in UK comedy. And it's a, it's a thing that happens a lot here right like they have panel shows of <clears throat> you basically see the same comedians over and over again like this had Noel fielding and mel Giedroyc, uh giedrich, giedrich? Uh, however you pronounce her name uh it had joe lycett um and of course i mean it's hosted by greg davies who's a very famous uk comedian now uh specifically for doing panel shows and game shows and stuff uh and being funny on television um yeah, it's really fun. It's just, like, it's that wholesome comedy content that you kind of want at the end of yeah. the day. Uh, the like one that I watched. Nothing is
1: terribly bad about it. It's just kind of goofy.
0: Well, and it's... it. They do, a, they do game shows... They do good game shows differently in the UK. I almost said they do all game shows differently in the UK. There are still a lot of bad game shows here, but... <laughs> the good ones you can tell that they're going to be good because the prize is like a nothing prize it's not money it's not like anything of value uh one of the most popular shows is countdown right Mm -hmm. and countdown is like a like a jeopardy style show for those who haven't heard of it Um, but it does like word puzzles and number puzzles and the prize for that is a teapot with a clock on it that's it that's the prize and that's like one of the most coveted prizes in england
1: well taskmaster is the same way i just watched an episode where everyone had to bring uh like an item that they were like deep had a deep emotional connection with and like one guy brought his son's like hobby horse Another guy brought his like wedding ring, and they they put them in a pot, and they wager these, and whoever wins gets everything. Right,
0: and that's that's what I was going to say. So for a lot of these panel shows, it's actually just like the comedians bringing stuff from their house as a prize or as like uh, eight out of ten cats is a comedy group that does a few game shows, but they they bring like mascots for themselves just from their house. Uh, (laughs) My my favorite was. eight out of ten cats does countdown where they do a comedy version of countdown they bring a mascot and one of them brought a mascot quote-unquote that was an actual countdown champion who had won (laughs) the actual countdown to quote-unquote not help at all uh but the episode of taskmaster that i watched on on your recommendation they had to bring uh the most interesting signature on the most interesting vegetable (laughs) So somebody what got was the like winner? Uh, the winner so so the winner of that episode is Noel Fielding. Uh, and the signature that he brought was the actor that played Poirot signed a broad bean. <laughs> yep. Yep. That sounds like British TV. Yep, it's lovely. It's lovely. But thank you for the recommendation. I I figured out there is an app. Uh, it's just the UK TV app here. Uh My <laughs> real- player. Well, so iPlayer is different. Here's the ah. thing. This is what I'm talking about. So iPlayer is specifically BBC. And if you're going to mm. watch BBC, you have to have a TV license. Because BBC doesn't run ads. They just no. do TV license.
1: So I can't think of a more like mid-2000s, early 2000s name than iPlayer.
0: Yeah, it's not it's, great. It's so dated. But here's the thing is, so Taskmaster... So that, that,
1: that one era when everyone was desperately trying to copy the iPhone <laughs> right. everyone right. everything was I something
0: I mean that's that's definitely when it started being a thing I think like BBC was yeah. just like oh what's popular these days uh, pardon me pardon me they would say it <laughs> oh yeah what is popular with the, the um, children these days the youth. And, and they would put an I before whatever the thing is Uh, but Taskmaster is, uh, similar to some other shows like, uh, Mock the Week, uh, where some of these comedians will, will come from, uh, is, it'll be on, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the names of the channels now, it'll be on channels like Dave is a channel here, and Dave is all, like, low-budget game shows and reruns of low-budget game shows, uh, Dave is like the British Spike TV, if that helps at all. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that,
1: that makes sense.
0: But it's very British. And that you can watch typically online. You can watch it through an app called UK TV, which is, I think, the company that owns Dave or like has publishing rights with them or something. So, all that to say, <laughs> if you're saying the Dave, company, and
1: I just. Keep thinking of like a guy named Dave, and it's like, "Hey guys,
0: yeah, <laughs> thanks that's, for buying my app." That's kind of the vibe. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a lot of the ads on Dave will start with like, "Here's a picture of a fish," and the caption is just like, "Here's a picture of a fish," and then it goes to the ad, and then it goes to
1: Dave. That sounds like Adult Swim.
0: Oh, l-
1: that sounds like Adult Swim bumps
0: a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 like. <sighs> Yeah, it's the Adult Swim vibe, Spike TV's budget, but very British.
1: I'd be shocked if it wasn't British. Yeah. Anyway, you have a show that you want to talk about.
0: I do. I just watched the the first episode today. Uh, So I'm really into, I'm trying to find television that's like just for me because I I love Lauren. You know that I love Lauren. Lauren's going to be on the show later. Lauren and I watch a lot of television together and it's amazing, but sometimes I find myself wanting to watch television. And the problem is, is that all the television I want to watch is television that she wants to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. So I have to wait,
0: right? You have to be like, okay, all right, I'm going to wait till, you know, dinner or whatever. And we can watch this together. So I'm trying to find shows that she will not be interested in. And I found like, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> like, like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like I watched a lot of, I had the day off today, right? So I, I was watching a lot of TV. Uh, I watched the doom movie, which is really bad. Don't watch it. (laughs) Um, but I, I found this show, uh, called the taco chronicles. Uh, it's a Netflix original and it's a Mexican show all about tacos. It is phenomenal. I love it. It's like one of my favorite genres of television is cooking and travel shows. And Mm -hmm. this is all in Mexico. So far as I can tell, uh, And it's all in Spanish, so if you don't speak Spanish, you have to watch the subtitles. I know some people don't like subtitles. It's fine. My Spanish is, like, decent enough to where I can understand most of it, so I can look away for a little bit. Um, But it's all about tacos. And the narrator, I didn't realize this until halfway through the first episode, the narrator is the taco. (laughs) And I realized it because, so the first episode was on Al Pastor tacos, which are, uh, uh, like, pork uh on a that vertical spinning spit uh, oh yeah uh, which now i forgot the name of el, el trondo i think um uh, but uh so it there's a scene where they're preparing the the pork and like doing the marinade and everything uh <laughs> and,
1: this must be torture then, for you i just realized that you haven't probably had like an actual taco in like
2: months
0: oh god no i'm i'm going to la in june uh, and I, that's the one thing that I'm excited for. That's the only part that I'm like at all thrilled for It's just, yes, Mexican food again. Great. Um, but yeah, so it, there's a scene where they're putting the marinade on the pork to make the, the al pastor tacos and the narrator is saying like, uh, ah, yes. And then you will, and he's saying it in Spanish, of course. So it's very sexy and he's talking kind of like this and he goes, yes, you will rub the marinade all over my delicious body and and make sure that my fatty pieces are well rested <laughs> and I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm like eating my lunch or whatever and I'm thinking wait a second is this the narrator saying this is this a is this a no this is the taco and it continues through the rest of the episode sure enough it is the taco telling us the audience how great he is huh and it's maybe my favorite conceit for a food show ever. Like if I were to make a show about food, other than the show that I already make about eggs, uh-huh. I would make it from the point of view of the food. Oh, for sure. And I yeah, would do I'm it just, in
1: Spanish. I look this up and I'm going to leave it in another tab for later.
0: It's, it's, like I said, I, I've watched the, just the first episode right now, but if it keeps up like this, it may be my new favorite show. <laughs> Uh, The other thing that I want to talk about, and we don't have to spend like a lot of time on this, but I've heard a couple of our listeners talk about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution, which is the new, not new, but it's the Switch remake of an existing Yu-Gi-Oh game. Mm. I had an urge to play some Yu-Gi-Oh and I wanted to play Duel Links. I texted you about this.
1: Yes, your many problems with Duel Links.
0: I ran into some issues playing Duel Links. So I wanted to, because sometimes you get the urge, you know, you want to play a a collectible card game, right? And I've tried a few. I've tried like the Magic, the Gathering app. I've tried Hearthstone. I played Hearthstone for a long time. And I kind of just fell off of them. And Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links was like low stakes enough that I thought, all right, I'm going to put just like 15 minutes into auto-dueling some children, right? So I opened up the app. And the app goes, cool, starting up, uh, just have to download a quick update real quick. Uh, Give us just a minute. Here's how long the update's going to take. Here's how big it is. I think I sent you a screenshot. The update was 2.8 gigabytes, which (sighs) even on a fast Wi-Fi connection will take some time.
1: That's a lot of JPEGs of cards.
0: That's a lot of JPEGs of cards. I don't know what caused it to be that big of an update. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I'll just like go and do other things while that downloads. So I go and do other things and I come back to it and it goes, great. You want to play the game? Cool. Just a, just an update. We got to download real quick. And it was the same update. It didn't download the update. You have to stay in the app and you cannot do anything while it downloads this update. Oh, you
1: can't just like do it in the background like nope. every other app in existence?
0: Nope. you ha- It has to stay in the foreground. And the way that it gets you to stay is it gives you a Yu-Gi-Oh quiz while you wait. So you can answer <laughs> things like, uh, what is this duelist's name? And it shows you a picture of Yu-Gi. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a serious question. So I was like, oh okay, well, fuck this. I am going to delete the app. I'm thinking, here I am thinking I'm going to beat the system. I'm going to delete the app and then re-download it so that it will have the update already downloaded. Because that way I can download the app in the background. That'll be fine. That makes sense. So I do that. The app downloads very quickly. I turn it back on.
1: I get through the tutorial. Five megabytes of updates.
0: Right. I get through the tutorial, and it goes, cool, okay, sign into your account. And I sign in my account. And it goes, all right, uh, we'll just have to download a quick update. And this was... 2.8 gigabytes i'm like okay so you downloaded a little bit already now i'm just back where i was so i thought okay fuck all of this i don't want to have to mess with this anymore the app's still on my phone i still might mess with it so i went to the switch and i i paid the 40 pounds for Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution because it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! game and I figure Yu-Gi-Oh! is Yu-Gi-Oh! <sighs> Jimmy, it's a bad game. Aww. It's a... I know, I know. Who would have thought Yu-Gi-Oh! would be a bad game?
1: But, of all the things you could have spent $40 on on the Nintendo shop.
0: Right. And here's the thing is... I can't stop pounds, playing it. sorry. I'm in it pounds. now. 40 pounds. Um, I'm in it. I cannot... It's got its hooks in me. I cannot stop playing this horrible game. Because... And here's here's the reason it's horrible. So the, the thing that draws people to it, the thing that drew me to it, is it has a single-player campaign. I don't have to play against dipshits online anymore. This is wonderful. Yay. This is ideal. I don't have to pay extra money... To get cards. It has an in-game currency where when I win duels, I get points that I can buy cards with. Mm -hmm. Two problems with that. One is that when you buy cards, you can only buy them in blind blister packs.
1: Oh, so it's like you can't just go and seek out a card you want. You have to do it like real life where you just buy a pack and crack it open. And maybe you'll get a card you want.
0: And it takes a full 45 seconds to buy a pack and watch it virtually open and then show you all of the cards. So, I mean, I've played maybe, I don't know, 15 hours of this game now, easily 10 of which have just been opening cards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's problem number one.
0: That's problem number one. Uh, Problem number two is the single player campaign is meant to be the plot of the shows. And that's, it's yeah. all of the shows up until now, which is pretty cool, right? Like, that's a cool concept. The problem being is that the show, it's clear that the, the like, the fantasy of the show is that you can draw the card that you need. As opposed yeah. to what happens in the game, you just draw randomly like real life
1: Tyler I have to ask have you tried believing in the heart of the cards
0: um I have it looks like uh you know that thing where uh you you like fuck up in a Fire Emblem game so you turn your Game Boy off and on again oh yeah it's that it's that that's what I'm doing It's (laughs) oh I, did, I didn't draw the cards that I need on my first hand, so I'm just going to mulligan, and I'm just going to turn the game off and on. Uh, because heart what the, it does... Believe in the
1: heart of the RNG.
0: Right, right. Well, and what it does is it lets you play with what it calls the story deck, and it builds a deck based on what they would have had in this part of the story. So The problem example, being
1: in, that the story is trash.
0: <laughs> well, and, and the story paces the cards in a sense where it's going to make for drama. The game yeah. does not do that. The game shuffles the cards randomly. So as a good example, the early duels, uh, you have that first duel against Weevil Underwood on Duelist Kingdom. And you know, there's that whole dramatic sort of like, okay, he's got five turns and then the ultimate Great Moth is going to appear like, ooh, what's going to happen? Uh, and you have to find a way to like get the card that lets you burn all the bugs and do the thing. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, there's another tournament legal card that allows him to summon not just Ultimate Great Moth, but perfectly Ultimate Great Moth on turn one.
1: (laughs) So, that's not when they say campaign, it's just a bunch of duels strung together. There's no like story beats where they like just give you a good card that you need.
0: Nope, it is It is fully... Here is a new deck. We won't let you look at it first, by the way. You have no idea what's in this deck when you're going into the duel. You just have to play to find out. And we are going to put you in this situation that is sort of like the television show.
1: That sounds... not great.
0: It's not... it's not wonderful. A stretch. Uh, it's... especially because, like, the... The decks themselves are they're trying a little bit too hard to make them like, oh, it's like the show where he has three blue eyes white dragons and like whatever. And it doesn't make it an actually good deck. So if you draw poorly, you're just shit out of luck. And so that makes like some duels that should be easy, like Weevil Underwood, really hard because you just never get that card that you need. And other duels, like there's a duel against Ishizu Ishtar, spoilers. Uh, that was super easy because she didn't draw the cards that she needed, and I just happened to right. And you can tell too because there'll be like five turns where they just don't play a monster because everything they have in their hand is like ten star monsters. Uh-huh. Because there's that one mechanic where it's like, oh, they had these three cards in order that let them draw a card. And or, like in the show, this you'd was, be
1: yelling at them like about their right. grand plan to to draw this card or whatever but here you're just like ah oh, fuck i can't do anything
0: right or it, it you know points out the ridiculousness of the show like what i texted you about was uh, when you first fight the the rare hunters you fight against the rare hunter seeker who has <laughs> so all you the told exodia me about cards this. so so this is the guy with uh he's got three copies of every exodia card in his hand right that's the thing which by the way you can't build that deck it gives you like a recipe to build that deck after you beat that guy uh, and you can't because they're forbidden cards. You can only have one Exodia card, one of each Exodia card in your hand at any given time.
1: Well, that's why he's the forbidden
0: one. I guess. So, this duel, you go into it, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm, pl- I'm playing as Yugi against Seeker. Awesome. I-, I get to do the chain destruction thing that Yugi did. Uh, Motherfucker just played Exodia on turn one because he has... <laughs> like three pot of greeds three pots of duality three graceful charities and he's just like drawing cards and drawing and drawing and drawing and then he's like oh i have exodia okay cool bye
1: <laughs> so exodia is working exactly as intended
0: yeah, yeah. and that's
1: why it sucks uh, to go
0: up against exodia right and i was like well shit uh, if he would just man. done this in the show it'd be a very different show <laughs> And then, of course, what was kind of fun was you had to do the reverse duel after you beat a story duel so you can play Mm -hmm. as the other duelist. So I played as Seeker, and I just kept restarting until I just drew Exodia on the first turn. I was like, oh, okay, Yugi, I guess you don't get a turn this game. (laughs)
1: How does it feel? (laughs) All right. So, Uh, yeah. One last question. Yeah. Is Legacy of the Duelist a larger file size than... (laughs) Uh, the, your app.
0: No. Or is it This smaller? is the funniest part. The entire game that includes the story of every Yu-Gi-Oh! season and presumably every Yu-Gi-Oh! card to date was 1.4 gigs. <laughs> Half the size of the update to Duel Links. What are they even putting in there? Who uh, the fuck knows i i have no idea i know that i know that it has to be like a pc like it's on steam it's on ipad it's on iphone i think it's on android like maybe there's some crossover there where they have like big files for the bigger devices but like they shouldn't have that that's not a thing that they should have no the fuck are they doing (sighs) that said Dual Links is a better game than Dual Evolution, or pardon me, Link Evolution, Legacy the Duelist, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever the fuck this game's title is. Dual Links is still a better game. Is the problem that I'm having, and I'm realizing that every step of the way, but now I'm in it and I have to beat this game.
1: That's upsetting. I'm sorry about your your struggle.
0: Thanks, I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me complain about it. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about the episode?
1: Let's talk about the episode instead of IT support. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time to did- 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 did discuss the episode. It's Jimmy, time as to I su- mentioned... su- su- su-
1: su- submit your ticket. <sighs> oh, God. And we'll get uh, back
0: to you. No, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Please don't talk about submitting tickets. Uh, I made the mistake of checking my inbox earlier. There's Don't do that. Nope. Uh, okay. Okay. This episode is Season 2, Episode 33, The Dark Spirit Revealed, Yugi vs. Bakura, Part 1. Uh, the translated title, translated from Japanese title, is First Duel in the Sky, Yugi vs. Dark Bakura. Ooh, Jimmy, the summary for this episode is actually pretty good. Yami Bakura reveals himself, but seems to be no great duelist. He loses nearly all of his life points, even when he summons the powerful Dark Fear what exactly is he planning
1: dark necro fear
0: dark necro fear <laughs> oh, what's he planning what,
2: what's, what's what's up
1: he planning to? with dark oh, necro
3: <laughs>
1: that's right, such ridiculous gonna, card a ridiculous
0: i'm going i'm gonna pop a fisherman's friend real quick if you want to talk about the beginning of this episode
1: dark necro fear i have to play out before we get started in the actual mm-hmm. episode there's a a joke from Penny Arcade a long time ago, where they came up with Professor Necrodead, the dead necromancer professor. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds
0: like. Oh yeah, this was when they were on their like um like RPG bent right, and they had the uh, what was his name? It was like Doctor Grim Snarl, and he was a wizard mancer, and he had he had wand. Oh, whichalock? Witch-a-lock, yeah, they made there is was, there was a fan group that made a role playing game based on that. Did you see this? I vaguely remember something like this. So there was, there, I'll see if I can find it and I'll put it on Twitter. But there was a, a group of Penny Arcade fans that made a wiki that was a role playing game based on all of the shitty ways that Penny Arcade had made fun of role playing games. And it included things like Witchalox and like, like Wand Claws. And, <laughs> but yeah, Dark Necrofear sounds like it would fit exactly into that world.
1: Yep. So anyway, um, We begin on a blimp. We begin on the blimp. Uh, They're walking around. Everyone's inside the blimp. They're at uh, official dueling altitude. 4,000 feet. (laughs) Finally. Um, Everyone's just kind of walking around in, like, the main... uh, I don't even know what you would call this. Just the main part of the blimp. It's like a ballroom. Like a a ballroom. Um, It's a huge room. Yeah, except it's all... Like, the floor is made out of this shiny metal. Kaiba yeah. could have at least put in some, like, carpet.
0: We didn't really discuss that in the last episode, but all of the decoration on this blimp seems to be made out of the same material as the blimp.
1: Yeah. You know what it is? Everything looks like um, that episode of SpongeBob when they're in the future, and everything is just coated in chrome.
0: I don't think I've seen that episode, but I I can kind of picture what you're talking about. Future! It. It's like future. it's like to put it a different way. It's like the original series of Star Trek where they go to a planet and the people's clothing is made out of the same thing that the the set is made out of. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all that like FEMA disaster blanket material.
1: Yeah, it's just like emergency blankets. It's mm-hmm. all shiny. Um so they're sitting around uh there's a fancy all you can eat buffet with like a floral arrangement in the center of the table and there's like shrimp Uh, Everyone's just like standing around and eating. There's a very fancy chandelier, just an enormous chandelier hanging from the ceiling.
0: There is. And sadly, it does not follow the rule of chandeliers in action shows. Nobody hangs from the chandelier at any point.
1: No one hangs from the chandelier. It's just there. It's huge. It's like it could barely fit in my bedroom here.
0: Oh, yeah. It's an absolutely enormous chandelier. It could not
1: fit in, in my office. No. And Mai is just like, I have to admit, the blimp is a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, color so color me like,
0: impressed, Kaiba.
1: They're just all hanging out. And then, like, Joey walks by Odeon, who's, you remember, pretending to be Merrick. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, glares at him. And he's like, it's Merrick. I can't stand that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do, like, a whole anime freeze frame where he, like, looks over and you get the action lines. And he's like,
1: Hey. Uh, it's just terrible and ridiculous to me that everyone treats Merrick like he is just, like, that kid that they don't like instead of a guy who tried to murder and or mind control them all.
0: Yeah. I, I've i had to think about this a lot because, like, you know, Lauren and I really like watching reality television. Like, um, right now we're watching Ink Masters, which was a – speaking of Spike TV, uh, it was a Spike TV show, like, I don't know, eight years ago or something. Uh, hosted by Dave Navarro from the Red Hot Chili Peppers (coughs) anyway uh, so we we were watching that and the people on that show are terrible like there is no one that you're rooting for on that show and they all talk at length about how they are going to be physically violent against each other if somebody wins instead of them and I, I have to wonder the whole time I'm like how has nobody gotten shanked on this show and it's the same thing that I have to wonder about Odeon. Like, how has nobody shanked Odeon at this point? Like, even yeah. discreetly? My just, st- like, grab him by the collar and push him out of, out the window. Right. And, like, even Mai, who has no dog in that fight, so to speak, could have totally just been like, oh, is this going to cause a problem? Yeah, okay, cool. Poof. Bye. <laughs> out, I like just, this idea out- of
1: Mai just casually murdering someone, but... <laughs>
0: I mean, I think if anyone were to casually murder anyone on this show, it would be either Mai or Mokuba.
1: Yeah, maybe Mokuba. Right. (laughs) I think he has some darkness to him. Well, because here's the thing is,
0: Kaiba would definitely do murder. Big brother
1: doesn't like you. You're going away now.
0: Right. Kaiba, we know, canonically has done a murder. Yugi... We know canonically, and I'm thinking season zero here. Oh yeah, Yugi has canonically done a murder. The problem with both of those boys is that they are too goddamn dramatic about things. They don't know how to do anything without flair. Mokuba gets shit done.
1: <laughs> Mokuba is in control of all this stuff going around.
0: Right, he is the Battle City Commissioner.
1: Yeah, he would a hundred percent just like take a knife to this guy's ankles. <laughs>
0: And we wouldn't. It would never be on screen. It would never be mentioned. I mean, there'd be one line, right, where somebody goes, "Hey, where's that Merrick guy? Oh, I took care of him. He and left.
1: <laughs> he got off the blimp.
0: We're at a uh, we're at official dueling altitude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we won't be seeing him again.
0: Anyway, let's start the duels. Uh, let's start the duels.
1: Uh, do you want to go... Do you want to talk about, uh, Merrick?
0: Oh, yeah. Bakura yeah. Here? Okay, so so Yugi also walks past Merrick, in air quotes. It's actually Odeon. And he's like, I don't trust that guy. He's thinking of himself. And then he bumps into Bakura. And Bakura, remember, is not Bakura. He is who we've colloquially termed, uh, Bad Kura. He is the evil spirit that lives within Bakura now. Uh, and... He just like bumps into him and Bakura goes, oh, hey, hey, Yugi, sorry about that. Oh, crazy that we're both here, huh? Wow, good to see you, chum, old buddy, old pal. And Yugi goes, oh, hey, Bakura, you're like one of my best friends. Wow, cool. So glad that you're here. It's like you never left. Um, and Joey is like, yeah, hey, by the way, how how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> how you, did he get here? You were stabbed, I think, and you were in the hospital for sure. Although I don't know why you were in bed rest for a stab wound anyway, uh, in your arm. Um, and Bakura goes like, oh yeah, like I'm feeling totally better. Uh, and I'm here because I won all six of my locator cards in one duel. And yep. Joey flips out at that idea. Like he never thought of it, but he definitely had done that at Duelist Kingdom. Yeah. Um. So he's like, what? That's crazy. And, and so Bakura explains that he beat Bones, and Bones had six locator cards, or he and his friends had six locator cards. And so he beat Bones, and then he's like, and then I just convinced them to give me the rest of their locator cards.
1: I just and got I all my locator cards
0: from Bones.
1: Yep. That's how it happened.
0: And Joey's just like, you freak forced them to give you all of their locator cards and Bakura goes, Oh yeah, they give me everything. I left them stranded. It's
1: and very he hints that he just like beat the shit out of them or something.
0: Yeah, he he hints that he did a physical violence, which He kind of did, but kind of didn't. He did a very mystical violence to them. (laughs) In that he he left them in literal hell.
1: (laughs) He sent their souls to wander the shadow realm for eternity.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I guess, sure, he did convince them. (laughs) He he was very convincing in that way, in that he left them in hell. Uh, But it's not stellar. And so... Joey and Yugi walk away from this conversation and Joey walks over to the table where uh, Serenity and Tristan and Taya are sitting uh, and, and, and Duke, I think, is there. And yeah, Taya Duke goes, is here this whole time. Not yeah, really Duke's serving
1: just... a purpose. He's just there.
0: I We're going to talk about Duke later. Duke is maybe one of my favorite parts of this episode. Uh, Taya says, you look like you just saw a zombie, Joey. Which is a weird thing to say. Who says that? It's just thematically appropriate
1: to Say, make zombie jokes when you're talking about bones.
0: Right. I think that's the only reason that line is in there. But they could have said, you look like you've seen a ghost. The actual thing that people say. And it would still, still be
1: appropriate. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: So then to move away from the conversation, Joey yells over at Kaiba and says, hey, Kaiba, are we going to start dueling yet? <laughs> or he says something along those lines. And then Kaiba says, okay, calm down, loser. You're just in a rush to get your ass beat. <laughs> and then quietly, he leans into his Kaiba, his, his KC pin radio, and he goes, okay, are we there yet? Can we start now?
1: How about now? Where are they going? They're already at official dueling altitude.
0: Well, so the, the, the guard on the radio explains that they can't start because the eighth finalist isn't present. They only have seven of the eight people. And so he's like, okay, fine. We'll go get her. And we'll, we'll start without her. And so he snaps his fingers and the lights flash and a thing comes out <laughs> of the ground. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know where to start with this, Jimmy. Maybe you can help me.
1: It's the Blue Eyes White Bingo Machine.
0: Mm, yep, there it is. That's, that's the word I was looking for. It's
1: literally just one of those big spherical like bingo ball cage things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the spout. The part yep. where the ball comes out is just like blue eyes, white dragon heads.
0: Yep. It is a blue eyes, ultimate dragon, uh power ball <laughs> lottery, lottery selector. Um I thought this was actually kind of clever. We see the mechanic a little bit later on, but what it does is it has little ping pong balls and they go flying. And it's, it's when one lands, there's a, there's a blue eyes, white dragon, pardon me, blue eyes, ultimate dragon head up inside the ball. Uh, the the sort of clear ball that all the part. ping pong balls are bouncing around in. And it's when a ping pong ball lands in that head's mouth that it funnels out into the other two heads are pointing down on either side as, like you said, the, the funnels. Uh, and <laughs> it just looks really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it, looks it, so
1: it doesn't bad. look great. It looks stupid. It, it looks st- like a knockoff.
0: Yes. You know? Yes, it does. It looks like they bought a toy based on the show that they're in.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. And not even like a good toy. It's just like some product that they can't, some poor designer had to like shoehorn in some Yu-Gi-Oh card into. It right. like blue eyes, white dragon. Uh, uh, the, the mouths can like spit out the bingo balls.
0: Yeah. I kind of, I really like picturing that Kaiba has this as, like, a fountain somewhere now. Like, he kept this after the tournament. Uh-huh. That would work. That would work. Pardon me, I'm crunching a cough drop now.
1: The crunch. Mmm, um, crunching. And so, uh, I was like, Haha, it's the it's a bingo machine. And Tristan actually had the same thought as me uh, as I did watching it. Uh, where he goes, I'm fighting the urge to yell out Bingo. And then Duke turns to him and says, oh, "Go ahead, I'll laugh."
0: <laughs> I love that line. Why is that line in the show? <laughs> it nothing comes of it.
1: It's just an opportunity for Duke to be snarky.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, go ahead. Sure, I'll that's laugh. real funny. Sure. It's such a like you're, you're you and your friend are sitting in the back row in a class, and you mm-hmm. lean over and you're like, "Hey, what? What if I just jumped up on my desk right now?" <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> uh so one of the one of the guards goes to get Ishizu who's is the eighth uh duelist and uh she tells him she doesn't need to be there she knows exactly what's going to happen she's like you're drawing the you're doing the lottery thing for the duelists um did we explain that system sorry did we explain the whole bingo ball thing
1: uh no we didn't uh there are eight bingo balls and it just randomly selects two of them uh, to duel, and that's how the finals are going to happen, because then people don't know who they're about to duel until right before they duel.
0: Right, right. So they each have a number, 1 through 8, and then it's just, whatever number comes up, duels. Uh, so the guard goes to get shizu, and shizu's like, no, 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 I don't need to be there, because I know what you're doing, and I know that <laughs> no, I'm not no, going to be okay. picked.
1: Okay, I can see the future. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to be picked. It's fine. And sure enough, uh, back at the, the ballroom... The guy doing the bingo machine is like, I'll engage the machine. Random select. And he gestures at the machine. I don't think he hits a button. I think he just gestures at it. Maybe it's motion activated. Uh, And it starts up. The balls bounce around. And the machine picks two numbers.
1: Can you guess who duels? I'll give you a hint. It's in the title of the episode.
0: In the title of the episode. So... First, the machine picks six, which is Bakura's number. Bakura starts like
1: laughing. He just starts chuckling maniacally for like
0: but a, a good his, long while in his good guy Bakura voice. So it's just like a tiny British boy being like, <laughs> 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 not like evil laughing. Mine so, is an evil laugh. I think it would have been less strange if it was just straight up evil laughing. Yeah. That would have been more appropriate here. Uh and then it bounces the balls around some more and it picks what is it, two is Yugi's number?
1: I think so. I think Joey's really number.
0: Matter. No, Kaiba's number one.
1: <laughs> of course he is.
0: I think Yugi might be number three. I think I think Joey is ahead of Yugi. They list them all out in the episode. Like they, they do that like uh like split screen thing where they show yeah. all the numbers <laughs> with all their portraits. So, yeah, so the machine picks Yugi because it's destiny uh, that's even a thing that Ishizu says in her little scene. She's like, I know who will be picked next. And the fate of the world it revolves around him winning this duel. Cut to commercial. Something, something ominous, yeah. Uh, so, we cut back from uh, the commercial break, and Ishizu's necklace, uh, remember she has the Millennium Necklace, uh, tells her that the Pharaoh will struggle in this duel. That's it. That's the whole line. The Pharaoh yep. will struggle in this duel. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, thank God I was worried. This is gonna be an easy one. We three prepared. episodes.
1: Yeah. We're just going to watch Yugi kick Bakura's butt for three episodes straight.
0: I mean, that'd be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. That'd be a nice change of pace. Just, yeah. just him walloping into into Bakura for three episodes.
1: <laughs> oh, but, don't worry. There's, there's no danger. <laughs> there's no danger in these episodes.
0: He's just, like, he's playing, like, Dark Magician after Dark Magician. He's like, and this one is for when my grandfather's soul was stolen. And Makura's like, I don't even do that. I don't <laughs> care. I'm venting my frustration.
1: Um. So the guard tells everyone uh, to proceed to the Stratos dueling arena. Yeah, they have to take an elevator. <laughs> they have to take an elevator through the middle of the blimp. Um yeah, so the duelists go up the one elevator, and then everyone else has to take another elevator.
0: Yeah, so there's there's one elevator I don't I don't understand why this is a thing, but there's I don't know one, the physics
1: of this blimp.
0: There there's two elevators in this blimp. One is for duelists, the other is for spectators. The duelists take the elevator to the duel arena. The spectators take the elevator to the stratos level, which is apparently separate, but also on top of the blimp. They both go to the top of the blimp, is what we're trying to say. Yep. Uh, and we we get up to the top of the blimp. Uh, on the way up, pardon me, Yugi is thinking to himself that he knows that Bakura isn't Bakura. It's the spirit inside the Millennium Ring that's actually after the seven Millennium items, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but he's wondering, like, why... Is it just the Millennium items that, he, that he's here? Like, why... Is he approaching it this way? Why are they in the duel together? Why is What's he still hiding as, like, good Kura, right? Yeah. Like, I know you're evil. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and the Kura's just me. on the other side of this elevator. This, like, yeah. weird circular elevator that they're in. This tube. Just chilling. He's just hanging out.
1: Um, so they get to the top, and the Stratos dueling arena pops out the top of the blimp and unfolds. From inside the, like, part of the blimp that has air in it.
0: (laughs) Right. Which is, I mean, A, it looks really cool. Like, all right, cool, we got a a floating, we're on a blimp, and there's a thing floating. But also, what purpose does that serve, really?
1: The purpose, uh, I think it looks like it was clearly meant to be a toy you can buy. And so I googled it. And sure enough, it was a toy you could buy back in the day. Let me send you a picture of the Kaiba blimp. Um... It's just another... Yep, it's a kybo Blimp. It's a plastic toy that unfolds, and inside there's all these, um, like, little compartments where you could keep your duel monsters, like, toys.
0: Okay, all all right, well... And then,
1: like, the dueling part forms a handle so you can pick it up.
0: Of course it does. (laughs) Oh, it's not even like, oh, here's where you can keep your cards. It's literally, here's where you can keep your toys based on dual monsters.
1: Your action figures of the card monsters. Wow. Your action figures of the holograms that come out of the cards.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I mean, this was the period where shows were made to sell toys, so.
1: Yep. I mean, this is a show entirely based around selling kids this card game.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: But it yep. still looks cool.
0: <laughs> it does look pretty dang cool.
1: I have to give it to him. So it hinges open, and like the hinges, like the middle, the um, is a dueling arena, and then the hinges have like the projectors on it uh, for the holograms. And so they step up, and each of them goes to one side of the dueling arena. The blimp's official name we find out is Kaiba Craft Three. So that makes me wonder what happens to the first two Kaiba crafts.
0: Right, right. <laughs> or is it one of those things where they just named it three to make you think that there were more Kaiba crafts?
1: Yeah. Or maybe he just has three blimps, which is entirely possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so they, they are at 4,000 feet. Serenity, oh, this is the thing I want to point out. So Serenity uh, is in the group with the spectators, and she's like, oh, we're at 4,000 feet. It's fucking cold. I did not bring a jacket. It's cold as balls up, up here. <sighs> Pardon me, I'm not going to cough briefly. I'm going to turn, turn my mic off. I can still hear you. Yeah, that was through the other mic that I'm going to cut out. <laughs> uh, so the th- the funny thing about that to me is serenity points it out but arguably of the female characters she's wearing the most clothing
1: yeah Mai is the one who should be freezing cold because of her skimpy outfit
0: yeah she's Um, wearing like like cut off shorts uh, a midriff vest tank uh, a tank top
1: like in a vest
0: and like a short sleeve denim jacket yeah Um, Taya Taya's wearing what like a skirt and a t-shirt
1: yeah Um, if anyone is not, the only person who is, like, actually prepared for being up at this altitude is Yugi, who is wearing, like, his multiple jackets that are, like, belted to his arms.
0: That's true. This is the one time that that outfit makes sense, is being on the top of a blimp and dueling at 40,000 feet. 4,000 feet, pardon me. 4,000. Yeah, (sighs) he he is not going
1: to live his jacket up there. That jacket is staying clamped to his body. Um... Second most prepared is Tristan because of his, like, big um, trench coat.
0: That's... Yeah. 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 Again, again. The the piece of clothing that the whole rest of the show you're like, why is he wearing that trench coat? Now it makes (laughs) sense.
1: The one place where it's usable. He was preparing
0: for this moment that he did not know would come until approximately two hours ago. Yep. So... Um, Not counting Kaiba, who
1: is wearing his turtleneck that also has a jacket, like, (laughs) belted to it.
0: Right, 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 right. Well, but he knew this was coming. He doesn't count.
1: That's why they're all wearing belts and jackets. (laughs) So they can (laughs) duel on top of this blimp.
0: Just in case. You gotta have your blimp dueling attire (laughs) ready to go. If you don't have your blimp attire ready, you shouldn't even be a duelist.
1: (laughs) What are you even doing? What are you playing at?
0: I'm always carrying around my blimp outfit because I'm a duelist.
1: I'm ready to duel anytime, anywhere, even Uh, on top of blimps.
0: You mean to tell me that you don't have a blimp outfit? What are you, a poor?
1: (laughs) My, I have to admit, is just, she's probably just got to do it for the aesthetic.
0: Yeah, at this point, it's just like her outfit is just fan service is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Yugi and Bakura square up for the duel and Yugi demands to know before the duel starts who Bakura really is. He, he, he yells from across the dueling arena. He goes, I know you're not really Bakura. Show yourself. Why are you hiding like this? And the millennium ring appears around, uh, his neck. It wasn't there before. And it just sort of like,
1: it kind of like phases through his chest because you see it's like outlined under his shirt. And then it, like, glows and appears there.
0: Right. And so everyone, everyone freaks out, and Tristan specifically says, like, it can't be. I tossed that thing into the deepest part of the woods, miles from anywhere. We get a flashback I that to... into the
1: forest. How do you find it again?
0: <laughs> I threw it into the sun. Uh, we, we get a flashback to Duelist Kingdom where uh, Tristan and Bakura were saving Mokuba— and it was clear that the Millennium Puzzle was, or the Millennium Ring was evil. So Tristan uh, hurled it like a frisbee into God knows where. Uh, meanwhile, Namu, quote unquote, who is actually Merrick, uh, who is has like, also been what? there this whole time, right? He's been there this whole time, and he goes, "Huh? I don't get it. What's that thing around Bakura's neck?
1: What's that weird necklace?" <laughs>
0: And so they have to explain, well, actually, there are these things called the Millennium Items. There's seven of them. Uh, Bakura has one of them, but it's filled with an evil spirit that's taken over his body. Yugi has one, too, but that has a good spirit in it that's just borrowing his body. Anyway.
1: Okay, so first of all, magic is real. Um, Also, ghosts are real. There's a ghost trapped inside those things. Uh, It's okay because he's a good guy.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Joey also, like, literal... also, all dual monsters are real monsters. <laughs> yeah, all ah, dual, monsters, dual are monsters are real monsters.
1: Um, Joey has a line here where it's, he just says, Yugi's item is good, but Bakura's
0: item is bad. <laughs> he, he really that, does that, like, that that explain it like I'm five kind of thing. Yeah. Yugi, good guy. Bakura, bad guy. That's all you really need to know.
1: Yeah. And so... He, Merrick is getting all this like explained to him, and he's just like cackling to himself inside his own mind, like "you dumbasses, <laughs> I know magic is real." As he's because I'm as magic, he's
0: hiding the Millennium Rod somewhere.
1: <laughs> where is that thing? I don't want to know.
0: I mean, we both know where
1: it is. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Up his butt. <laughs>
0: It's so up his, it's, up, it's, it's up his butt. I heard you the first time, Tyler. Just making sure. Uh, so the gang does all that stuff. Uh, Bakura reveals that, yes, it is the evil spirit from the Millennium Ring inhabiting the body of Bakura. He is Yami Bakura. Uh, and he mentally, I guess, he, he, he monologues internally saying that his plan is to beat Yugi, get the god card per the, the tournament rules, uh, because Yugi has Life for the Sky Dragon, get that card, give the card to Merrick in exchange for Millennium Rod, because that was Merrick's promise to Bakura, and then use the Millennium Rod to get the Millennium Puzzle from Yugi, and then continue to get the rest of Millennium items. Which is all well and good. Fine. But, doesn't the Millennium Puzzle have to be won in a duel? Yeah. Isn't he dueling Yugi right now? Yeah, I mean... It... If the plan is to beat Yugi anyway, why not just make it for all the marbles? Hey, I also want
1: that thing around your neck.
0: Give me that. Like, if Yugi loses, the world's going to shit anyway. So why wouldn't Yugi accept that duel, that, that bet? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, in the tradition of overly complicated evil plans, that's his evil plan. And he laughs and, and imagines yeah. like
1: a 3D render of the Millennium puzzle rotating in his mind. <laughs> For he a does.
0: Of yeah. Just in case, I guess you forgot what it looked like. This thing that's been in every shot of the episode so far. Uh, so Yugi, like sees that he's mentally monologuing or something, and he goes, what's what's your real game here, evil spirit? What do you want? Do you want just the Egyptian god card? Or no, what does he say? He's like, are you here only for my Millennium Puzzle? And Bakura's line,
1: Yugi, perhaps there's something else I'm planning to take from you besides your Millennium Puzzle.
0: That's a really good uh, Yami Bakura voice. I like that. Uh, and he does. He does a thing. He tries to play a mind game, as he says this, because he's like, maybe there is something I'm after. Oh, hmm. maybe I want something other than your Millennium Puzzle. And, and then he then he goes on to say, and maybe one of your new friends isn't who you think they are. Hmm.
1: I knew it. America's Duke Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> throw him off the roof
0: and and Yugi does not react to that whatsoever. they don't even draw like an expression change in his face right he is stone cold like no reaction the reaction comes from Merrick who I guess telepathically communicates with Bakura now and he's like you idiot you are giving him way too many clues like, I'm hey, right here shut up <laughs> what are you doing and then it's time to duel.
1: It's time to duel.
0: You have so many notes
1: here, so I'll let you take it away.
0: I wrote so many notes for this. So the guy who says it is not Kaiba. Kaiba does not say time to duel. It's the guard person that we've been talking about this whole time, the guy that did the bingo machine. Why is he here?
1: To referee?
0: I don't know. But Mokuba does the refereeing. And Kaiba tells Mokuba to not referee.
1: Maybe he has to, like, operate the dueling arena.
0: Oh, like he's actually just the arena tech, and he just happens to have, like, a a minor in theater arts. Okay. Well, anyway, so he says it's time to duel, and then it's time to duel. Uh, The duel goes as such. Uh, Bakura starts the duel by playing the Portrait's Secret in attack mode.
1: This was actually a pretty cool card. It's just like a portrait of a like a gentleman from the 1800s, and mm-hmm. then a ghost pops out of it, and it's like, blah!
0: It's in the same vein as... Um, what was that zombie card that played against Bones? Was it the Gentleman Zombie or whatever?
1: I don't remember. Where it,
0: it looks like, a, like an anime version of the zombie from Plants vs. Zombies. Vaguely. Anyway, so it's it's in that same kind of style, but yeah, it's like it's wearing a portrait as a as a mask. It's wearing yeah. a, a, a Victorian painting as a mask. Yeah, and, and it's, it's of- like
1: his hands come out of his claws like where the guy's like arms are and then his head sticks out where the guy's head is, and it's like blah. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so it's a really weak monster. Everyone notices it's a really weak monster. He didn't play any traps, he didn't play any magic cards, he just played this weak ass monster and ended his turn. Joey yells, dismantle that possessed picture frame. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Yugi summons Gazelle, the King of Mythical Beasts, uh, and attacks the portrait, kills it, deals an extra 300 damage to Bakura, and Yugi plays a a card face down. He's like, all right, cool, easy peasy, whatever. Bakura responds by playing the gross ghost of fled dreams, (laughs) which is a ridiculous card name
1: it's a ridiculous card name and a ridiculous card it's like a guy sleeping in a bed and he's got like that enemy like snot bubble coming out of his face and then like out of his face comes like this horrible ghost that's
0: like it's just it's just that one scene from ghostbusters <laughs> and uh and <laughs> joey's reaction to this is actually really good joey goes yeah that's foul <laughs>
1: It's a gross ghost. I don't know what to it's tell a gross you.
0: Gross ghost. Uh, Yugi, uh, in return, because gross ghost for whatever reason. Oh, this is why. Gross ghost is also weak. It's a, it's not a very strong monster, so it doesn't attack because it's not as strong as Gazelle. So Bakura ends his turn again. Yugi takes his turn again and uh, plays, draws, and plays Gamma the Magnet Warrior. Gamma the Magnet Warrior kills the ghost. Then Yugi attacks Bakura directly with Gazelle. Bringing Bakura down to two thousand life points, so he's at half his life points now. So Bakura then plays another card. Uh, he plays the Headless Knight in attack mode, which is a spirit. And Yugi goes, "What? You played a card? I don't see any card." And Bakura goes, "Well, because it's a spirit." No, what? Do his voice? How does how does he sound? He he explains that it's a spirit. It's a so spirit. It arrives precisely he it means hides
1: to. until the right moment, but. We've never seen this before. What?
0: How, what? It and it doesn't it, serve any strategic invisible? purpose because the card just kind of fades in slowly, and then it's yeah. there. It's just it kind of
1: semi-transparent.
0: It's not like a. There's no stealth mechanic. There's no, no like. It's not hiding until it attack like it gets attacked or something. But yeah,
1: and he no. can still attack it, and he does. They just, so just turns the no... time
0: up on the fade in animation. <laughs>
1: Set so, some key frames, a few frames forward.
0: Right. So, at this point, uh, he it, it's a slightly stronger monster, but it's still not as strong as Gazelle, so really there doesn't to be any evident point in playing it. Kaiba has a, a little mental monologue here where he seems to know that Bakura has a plan, and he's just trying to like bait Yugi to attack him. But he doesn't really yeah,
1: like, know why. Why is this guy letting Yugi just kick his ass? I mean, we were joking earlier about how the episode was just going to be like three episodes of Yugi kicking Bakura's butt. Uh, and that seems to be but, what's going on.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what's happening. So so he figures that there's a plan, but he doesn't know really what. Yugi attacks with Gamma the Magnet Warrior, kills the Headless Knight, attacks Bakura directly with Gazelle again, bringing Bakura down to 450 life points. So at this point, basically anything more powerful than, like, Karibo could kill him.
1: Yeah, he is about to lose.
0: Then they fly through a cloud, I guess? A, a fog happens for a split second. Yeah. Maybe the Millennium it's evil Ring, fog? It could be evil fog. The Millennium Ring gl- glows. Bakura turns full evil and goes menacingly, It's time!
1: And then his eyes like start to glow bright like spooky blue.
0: Right. Then he plays a card called dark necrofear <laughs>
1: he plays professor necro dead the dead necromancer professor
0: i was trying to figure out what dark necrofear looked like and then i realized that it's just a more goth version of sally from nightmare before christmas
1: yeah that's a it's, good description
0: it is just a doll person all sewn together uh with with loose stitches and it's uh pretty spooky i guess i guess I mean, arguably so,
1: one of the least spooky cards we've seen, even in just this episode.
0: Yeah, uh, it's just kind of like because it has a name that's dark, Necro and it has like a, a dark glow to it.
1: Yeah, and everyone's just like, ah, but
0: oh no, it's what could this be?
1: Spooky. It it does have this like dark aura around it, yeah. like black flames,
0: um, and part of it too. I mean, I think it's fitting that like in the manga, Bakura did a DD game, because literally all, like, the main card effect here is just him doing a hype game for it. He's like, <laughs> and now you will face my unbeatable creature. So powerful is it that I had to sacrifice three monsters before it could be summoned. That is why I allowed you to attack me, Yugi, and now your attacks will lead to your doom. <laughs> there is not a card that can defeat dark Necrophia." <laughs> very Emperor Palpatine. Yes.
1: Now my young apprentice. You will now, strike Yugi, down.
0: <laughs> Yugi, have I ever told you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Have I told uh, you the story
1: of dark necrophilia? <laughs>
0: So, he's he's going on and on about, like, how this card is undefeatable or whatever, and Kaiba, off to the side, is just like, well, Yugi does have one card that could beat it, if only he would be, if only he's not chicken shit enough to play Slifer the Sky Dragon. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh.
1: he's not even, like, inner monologuing, he's saying this out loud. He's, like, defending Yugi to Bakura. That's just how much I... he loves Slifer the Sky Dragon, because he's like, That's... no, he's got Slifer the Sky Dragon in his deck, it's gonna look so he's cool,
0: like... you guys. He's like... He's, he's so into the Egyptian god cards and into dragon cards, like, in particular, that he's, like, nursing a semi for Slifer the Sky Dragon. It totally is. <laughs> so Bakura plays Dark Necrofear, right? Then he plays two cards face down, and he ends his turn. He doesn't, he doesn't attack because Dark Necrofear still doesn't have the attack power.
1: Kaiba doesn't respect Yugi, but he does respect Slifer the Sky Dragon.
0: I mean, hey, game recognized game. Uh, Yugi knows that he... Oh, pardon me. I misread my note. I was reading my note seriously. Yugi draws a card, and then my note says, Yugi knows that he doesn't have to play the card as soon as he draws it, right? He can play the cards out of his hand because this seems to be the way that Yugi plays the game. He draws a card, he looks at it, and he goes, this is perfect, and he plays it. Yep. Ignoring the six cards that he holds in his other hand.
1: That's how the heart of the cards works.
0: Anyhow, so he does that. He sacrifices Gazelle to summon Dark Magician Girl, which... is fine, but yeah. doesn't have uh, the attack power to uh, kill Dark Necrofear. It has the same attack power as Dark Necrofear.
1: Even though it takes her, like, 30 seconds to come out because she has to do this whole, like, transformation sequence as she's summoned.
0: Just to yeah, show that basically... she's here.
1: She's here to defeat we... evil with the power of being super kawaii. We, we,
0: we get a commercial break for Sailor Moon is what it is. Yep. Uh, so that happens Bakura is still like unimpressed then Yugi plays the card that he had played face down the previous turn he activates it and reveals that it is magic formula to which oh my door just rattled uh to which uh Bakura goes no
1: <laughs> not magic formula it's just like a spell book
0: yeah it's fine okay cool Uh, it increases Dark Magician Girl's attack points by 500, therefore making it more powerful than Dark Necrofear. Dark Magician Girl attacks and kills Dark Necrofear. A lot of dark, a lot of dark happening right now. And then uh, Bakura reveals that that was his plan the whole time.
1: You fell right into my trap.
0: (laughs) You fell victim to one of the classic (laughs) blunders.
1: Attacking Dark Necrofear. (laughs)
0: Uh, so, Bakura, uh, lets, uh, this, this final sacrifice lets Never him Never go play. up against an
1: ancient Egyptian when cards are on the line. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> so, so, I guess this was, like, the final sacrifice that he needed to play a field spell called Dark Sanctuary. Uh, Dark Sanctuary is played, it's put... I didn't notice this before. There's a separate little pop-out section. I saw on the that dual too. Disc. It's like this at the very neat. end
1: of the dueling, like blade. It's just like a little, a separate separate little compartment that goes whoop, like a like a CD-ROM slot.
0: Yeah, exactly like a CD-ROM slot. I love it. And he puts a little card in there, and, and the card is Dark Sanctuary, and that causes the field to change. This is a, a field spell, uh, and the whole Arena is now covered in spooky orange and black clouds, and then out of the clouds pop eyes and mouths and fingers <laughs> <laughs> and, and every other spooky thing.
1: It's basically the battlefield becomes surrounded by pride from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood.
0: Yes, yes. It's just a bunch it of spooky just... eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it cuts it's back to a
1: wide shot of the blimp. The blimp isn't surrounded by... Uh, the spooky clouds. It's just like the no, little that would be on top.
0: That would be dangerous, James. That would be very if dangerous. The, if the blimps line of sight was obscured, that would be bad. But obscuring the dueling arena is fine. Uh, it is big enough, though, that the spectators are also on the inside of this field, so they yeah. can still see in. Uh, Joey is maybe the most creeped out but then we just cut to a close up of Bakura's face and he 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 sort of leans in and he goes prepare for uh, what does he say he says prepare to experience an evil
1: <laughs> like you've never seen before
0: oh right thank you thank you uh, and we fade out that's that's the episode
1: coming soon to theaters <laughs>
0: This summer, prepare to see an evil like you've never experienced before. Now in 3D. Hashtag
1: Dark Sanctuary.
0: <laughs> is there a movie called Dark Sanctuary? I'm oh, kind of scared to Google it. It sounds like the kind of... Oh, the first the first thing is Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, dark Sanctuary is a french dark atmospheric music band oh according to their website they're a goth opera band is the other description that they're given yeah from from 1996 dark sanctuary uh french dark atmospheric comma goth opera from 1996 (laughs) uh there does not appear to be a film titled dark sanctuary that comes up in the first page of google search so i think we're good but it does sound like the kind of film that I would hate. I do not like... I Well, I don't like horror, A, number one. But I really don't like religious horror. Mm. Just anything that has to do with, like, Ah, yes, me, Satan, has possessed this nun for use in my dark ritual.
1: That will here cause in minor house,
0: inconvenience.
1: Here in this old house, actual witches came and summoned actual demons to haunt you. <laughs> right.
0: Ah yes. Welcome my my angel, quote unquote.
1: You'd better not call a Catholic priest about this. You're gonna have a very <laughs> bad time.
0: Uh what was the best part of this episode for you, Jimmy?
1: Uh the best part of this episode, the Kaiba Craft is still cool.
0: Kybercraft 3 is baller.
1: Kybercraft 3 is my favorite of the this <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what do the, the, what are the first two Kybercrafts look like? Obviously, uh, Kybercraft 3 is the is the dueling blimp. Mm-hmm. Do the Are the other two also dueling blimps, or do they, do they have different purposes?
1: The first one would be like the prototype. It'd be just like a hot air balloon on a string, so he can bring it back down. It uh, uh, looks see. like a Karibo. Yeah. Kybercraft 2, um, let's see, what would Kybercraft 2 look like? What's between a hot air balloon and a blimp?
0: Uh, Not a dir- I was going to say a dirigible But I think that might be Kybercraft 4 Yeah Like just full steampunk
1: Kybercraft 2 would be a blimp but it doesn't have the dueling arena
0: Yeah it'd It be would a be small like a small version of the blimp It would be like a weather balloon Yeah No, pardon me. That's That'd be Kybercraft 0 It'd be a weather balloon It'd be a surveillance blimp I think would be Kybercraft 2 Maybe that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of There would still be people on it but like 6 people
1: yeah there's no room for this like giant arena
0: right but Kaiba Craft is still cool is I still appreciate cool. the listeners would not be able to appreciate it but I do in your notes you've written the Kaiba Craft with a K is still cool I looked up
1: Kaiba Craft with a K is canonical that's in the subtitles
0: really yeah Kaiba Craft Kaiba Kyber, Craft macaroni and cheese <laughs> Oh my god, I bet there was Yu Gi Oh! mac and cheese. Oh, there had to have been, right? Yu Gi Oh! had uh, all kinds of snacks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up Yu Gi Oh! snacks. Whoops! Yu Gi Oh! snacks. Um, images for Yu Gi Oh! I'm not snacks. seeing one.
1: There is expired. I found a YouTube video called Expired Yu Gi Oh! Cereal Taste Test.
0: Oh god. Ugh. Well, there's a new Yu Gi Oh! cereal. Uh, there, well there was anyway there was a uh, limited time blue eyes white cereal
1: oh I think we've talked about blue eyes white cereal before.
0: yeah we, we this would have been like I don't know four or five months ago now um, I did a search for Yu-Gi-Oh snacks the first thing that came up was a <laughs> it was an Amazon search that was a search for Yu-Gi-Oh in the chips and snacks topic in Amazon but it only gave me Yu-Gi-Oh cards aww were there no Yu-Gi-Oh tie-in snacks? Yu-Gi-Oh! Food. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering soda fountain drinks. Now it's just giving the me Brazilian... Brazilian... actual cards. Okay, here we go. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu- uh R slash Yu-Gi-Oh! on Reddit. Uh a Brazilian burger place called Kaiba Snacks. Uh, and its logo is... I'm going to send you this webpage, Jimmy. Its logo is Blue Eyes Toon Dragon holding a soda and a burger.
1: What? Is this real?
0: This is apparently a real thing. Um, So, let's see. Oh, that's okay, adorable. Well it's, in, it's in Portuguese, so I can't read it. Uh, But it does seem to say Kaiba Snacks, and it does seem to be an ad for an opening, and it does appear to have a real uh a uh, brazilian address <laughs> so i think it's real
1: questionable legality sure
0: well they're in brazil what are they, what are they going to do um i have <laughs> just googled the name so it's kaiba i don't know how you pronounce this but it's lanches lanches uh l a n c h e s kaiba uh, lanches is the is the brazilian name um and it it's a real burger place It has tables, and it has, I mean, burgers that don't look bad. There's like a quad-stacked bacon burger in one of these pictures that's just dripping with cheese. It doesn't look healthy, but it doesn't look bad.
1: Apparently there was, uh, I found another hit on the Yu-Gi-Oh! subreddit under the search for Yu-Gi-Oh! food. There was some Yu-Gi-Oh! official tournament store had a, uh, like, a food drive called Turkeyo.
0: Oh, God.
3: <laughs> Charity food
1: okay. drive. And the logo someone made for it is uh, Exodia wearing, like, a pilgrim hat. <laughs> and he's got a knife and a fork, and he's about to carve up uh, three blue-eyed turkeys.
0: I love that. That's really good. Uh my anyway. best part of the episode. L- Lauren is joining us in the studio now. I'm, I apologize. We're not quite ready for you. Uh Lauren is positioning her microphone. Hello. Uh Hi. so my my best part of the episode here was the introduction of actually clever strategies that we have not been seen before. Well, clever might be generous. Yeah. Actual strategies that we haven't seen before in that Bakura literally does want Yugi to kill his monsters. That yeah. is integral to his plan is to lose at first actual card game mechanics in a in my card game show it's more likely than you think uh how about your worst part of the show
1: uh my worst was going to be yours but i didn't want to duplicate it um Ah. my worst is that now that the entire city has finished dueling each other do they not even get to watch the finals there's no cameras on this
0: blimp no specifically only the people who got into the finals can watch the finals
1: that sucks. That's, yeah. not how you, that's not how you're supposed to run an event. You're supposed to get people imagine... excited. <laughs> I mean, I know imagine... Kiba threw this just to get these cards, but come on, man.
0: Right. Like, imagine being, like, a hockey team in the NHL and you don't get to watch the Stanley Cup. You find out after suck. the fact who won the Stanley Cup.
1: Now I'm picturing a hockey blimp.
0: Like you play hockey on the blimp? Yeah. You that just have be... to go
1: up until like the air becomes freezing.
0: That would be incredibly dangerous there. and incredibly good television.
1: That would be rad as hell. I want to watch it.
0: People that. would pay so much money to watch that shit.
3: Challenge mode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your worst. My worst. We can talk about. Well, we knew it was coming, Jimmy. We knew when we looked at this that this is a three-part episode. This is part one. Next week, we are going to do parts two and three at the same time, so we can just get this shit over with. I am not looking forward to watching two more episodes of this goddamn show where Bakura is at 450 life points.
1: Yeah, just knowing that beforehand, you know that he's not going to get hurt at all. It's just going to be like a stalemate or Yugi losing for two whole episodes.
0: And every 30 seconds, we are going to cut to Kaiba, and Kaiba's going to say, he's still at 450 life points.
1: All the important life points and, like, fighting just got taken care of in, like, a couple of minutes in this episode, and now we're going to watch nothing.
0: (laughs) Right. Pepper Pepper also has some issues with this, obviously, as you can hear. Uh, Yeah, now it's going to be, oh, here's going to be the back and forth, like, Spell card bullshit, right? Or like, mm-hmm. here's where they pull out all the trap cards. Wow, oh, Pepper. Jeez. Really?
1: Tell us
3: more. Please
1: pet that good boy.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna grab him real quick.
3: Hi, Lauren. Hi. Sorry.
1: Comfort that dachshund.
3: The problem is, is he's too long, really, to be up on regular chairs. He doesn't really fit.
1: You have to be on the couch to properly hold, I... the, contain the wean.
3: Where is his little yeah, bed? Yeah, so he he, wow. he won't be on it cuz he wants to be up with us, but he doesn't like to sit on the chairs. Well, and he
0: wanted to he wanted to play just then. He yeah, was, he wanted to play just then. Oh, he wanted boy. to run around and bark at me apparently.
3: That Mork. is play for him.
0: Uh so, Jimmy, how are we going to how are we going to uh graph this episode?
1: Uh in terms of card game mechanics, actually pretty good. I'd give it pretty at least good. a 3.
0: I was going to say a 3 as well. Nothing I think that might,
1: that might change. As, yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a feeling the next two episodes will probably reduce that number significantly. But so far, so good.
1: This episode, so far, so good. It's a new mechanic. Um, it's actually abiding by card game rules. Yeah. That's pretty good for Yu-Gi-Oh! standards.
0: Yeah, it felt, felt pretty good. Uh, Plot... Plot
1: is they just got on the blimp and started to duel. That's all that happened.
0: Yeah, this is like a like a minus two for me.
1: Yeah, nothing. This is the exact opposite of maybe even a minus three. Nothing really happens at all. It's yeah. like one sentence worth of plot ha- occurs. Y-
0: yeah, you kind of just need the summary for this and then you move on.
1: Yeah, you don't even need to watch the episode. Just know that. They're, they're fighting they're on a all right. blimp
0: all of these boys they they be dueling they're dueling okay so so like a minus three yeah
1: okay plus three minus three
0: plus three minus three I like it perfectly all right. balanced <laughs> as all things should be uh, let's move into our next segment where you bring in my beautiful partner Lauren into the studio let's talk about whether something is or is not Hello. a Yu-Gi-Oh card it's time for yu gi Not! Tyler,
1: what you've written here is the, quite possibly the most you thing I could have imagined for this segment.
0: I'm incredibly <laughs> proud of this episode. This episode, Jimmy, the episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! that we just watched was kind of a nothing episode, and I'm determined to make this episode of our podcast worth listening to for this segment and this segment alone. Lauren. Well,
3: it's not going to be as good as last time.
0: Well, no, you did score when a perfect I game scored last time. I a game. Let's, let's see if you can keep that up. Oh uh, God! so, so much pressure.
3: I don't know if I can deal with this.
0: Uh, as you know, Lauren, every week we have you on the show to, uh, listen to me, read things that are either real Yu-Gi-Oh cards or things that just sound like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And then it is your job to determine which is which, uh, there are six options every week. Uh, well, there used to be five, but now there are six because math, uh, And Mm. they change based on uh, the topic of the show, or or at least recently they've changed based on the topic of the show. This week, we were introduced, reintroduced rather, to the character known as Yami Bakura. So for this segment, I figured Yami sounds kind of like yummy. So this week, everything that I've provided is either a real Yu Gi Oh card or an item off the menu at one of Guy Fieri's restaurants. Oh,
3: yes. Amazing.
0: <laughs> it's time to... Diners, drive-ins, and dives.
1: <laughs> that's the real... You just wanted to say that. That's the real reason you yeah, wanted to do this Yeah, that's the segment.
3: whole reason he did that.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it uh, is. I, I did... I, I do have to say, sorry, real quick. I did try to make it related to Bakura instead of Yami. So I looked up like all the songs that Burt Bacharach because that kind of sounds like Bakura mm. composed, but they just didn't sound like That's Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's very good. So anyway, so we have Guy Fieri menu items. These are all, uh, there are three actual Yu-Gi-Oh cards and three actual Guy Fieri, uh things that you can purchase from a Guy Fieri venue.
3: I also, I feel like I need to give this some context. So Tyler and I are unironically obsessed with Guy Fieri. We, we love-
0: say, We say Fieri. Guy case Fieri. Case in point.
3: <laughs> yes, and we try to, we've been to a couple of his- restaurants not his restaurants but the ones that um were on the show if we happen to be close enough um i'm to gonna them.
0: i'm gonna go to guy's burger shack in lax yeah i'm very excited sure. that's that's a so, birthday present oh to boy. myself
3: it started when we had this house disaster a couple of years ago and we had to live in a hotel for a month oh and- yeah when that
1: tree came through your roof yeah when the tree
3: fell into the roof yeah and there was asbestos in the ceiling and yeah anyway Uh, and we had to live in a hotel for a month and we couldn't really we didn't get very good internet at the hotel so we couldn't really watch netflix on our laptops or anything but it did have cable and so we watched a lot of food network and diners drive-ins and dives was on repeat but also this show called like guys
0: guys, grocery games. guy's grocery games
3: yeah and the other one too there were like three guy fieri shows uh, that were on constant repeat guys
0: big idea
3: guys big idea which, which is, is a really good show
0: that's the reality show where people are want to make food network shows yeah
3: and he like trains he like mentors them and he huh. like lets his whole persona down, and he's just like a normal person, and he's actually like a really stand-up guy. It seems. Yeah, we pun in- intended. We I genuinely guess.
0: think that guy. Fieri yeah, is a we good think person. he's
3: awesome, and his, we really like his.
0: Food. His persona is ridiculous, and I think that he. <laughs> yeah, knows but it's that, a but persona. Like, but like, he has he been married to up. his wife for like twenty-five years. He loves his kids. He named his winery after his kids.
3: Yeah, and he, like, won't stop talking about his kids on the show, and it's really sweet. He,
0: has, he has his older and son he has on the show He has his son on the times. show, and he's
3: like, this is my son. This is my kid. Look my at him. My kid's right he's here. Like, look at him. He's, really excited, and it's just really, like, wholesome. Um. Anyway,
0: uh, anyway sorry. I, I own the domain name welcometoflavor.town.
3: Yeah. Anyway, so this is this is a good choice for us.
0: <laughs> uh, so... The cards, uh, again, I'm going to read six cards that are either real Yu-Gi-Oh! cards or Guy Fieri restaurant menu items. Uh, They are, I will tell you, from three different Guy Fieri restaurants.
3: Okay. Owned by him? Restaurants owned by him?
0: Restaurants with, yes, owned by him. uh, They all have Guy Fieri's name. Okay. So, uh, well, it'll be like Guy Fieri's and then the name of the restaurant. Yeah. Are you ready?
3: I think so. If I don't do well on this, this is just going to be shameful.
0: Card number one, Hungry Burger. Hungry Burger. Card number two, The General's Wings. The General's Wings. Oh, God. Card number three, The Wedge. The Wedge. Card number four, Cursed Eldor Lando. Cursed Eldor Lando.
3: Dorlando?
0: El Dorlando.
3: Okay.
0: Uh card number five, transcendent wings. Transcendent wings. Card number six, burro rides. Oh god. Burro rides. Burro. Bur- burro. El burro. I was just saying earlier how my Spanish is like okay. It's mm. not that great.
3: <laughs> my Spanish is terrible, and that's a shame. It should really be better. Um Oh boy. Those this are a six cards.
0: One. Lorna, I will You've allow done well. I've seen Jimmy googling so I don't know yes, if I want to let have him as help. Well. Uh <laughs> but if you want to bounce some ideas, I want I want to hear your thought process yes. here. Yes,
3: okay. The wedge I think has to be uh food.
0: Okay, the the wedge you're saying is a menu item.
3: Menu item because I can't picture I mean this doesn't mean really anything. I can't picture what it would be as a card like just a sentient triangle. I don't know. A dorsa. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but I'm picturing like a wedge salad or something like that. I activate you. So, the wedge. Yeah, I just don't see it. Okay. Um Oh, a wedge salad. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh no, that makes me think that it's not that.
0: I'm I'm just trying to be impart I can't. Yeah, I
3: know. I know. Um Cursed Eldorlando, I don't know what that would be. Um,
0: cursed Eldorlando.
3: I want to... Cursed,
0: s- cursed Eldorlando is probably how it's said.
3: Yeah, but cursed is so much cursed. more fun. Cursed. Um, so that could be a real thing because it could be food or it could be a nonsense. My Spanish just isn't good enough to know whether it's... One or the other. Um, I really want Hungry Burger to be a Yu-Gi-Oh card.
0: Hungry Burger. Because
3: I want to see that sentient burger. Okay. So I'm gonna say card. Okay. Uh, the General's Wings would be a really weird drawing on a <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh card. I think it's a menu item. Okay. Uh, so now I'm left with three. I've assigned half of them.
0: Uh, The remaining three are Cursed Eldor Londo, Transcendent Wings, and Burro Rides.
3: Transcendent Wings, I think, is a card. Because I don't think that that is something that Guy Fieri would name a menu item.
0: These wings are transcendent.
3: I just can't picture it. He wouldn't say that. He would say, like, like...
0: They'll freak your bean. Yeah, I
3: don't know. Like, donkey crazy or something. I don't know. I don't think he would say Transcendent. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay. Puro Rides, I don't know. I The the last two are hard for me. I'm going to say that's a menu item and Eldor Londo is a card. Okay. This is a really tough one, though, because you don't have anything up there that's like absolute nonsense that would give it away i think you've picked right. up on my strategy which yes. is to choose the most nonsensical thing and assign that as a Yu-Gi-Oh card as time has gone so, on i've
0: had to be very specific in the cards yeah. that i choose to make sure that they don't sound too ridiculous
3: hmm. <laughs> well all right i'll just leave it at that
0: these are your final answers i
3: can't you know i can't do as well as i did last time so
1: my guess is you can let's see
0: lauren yes your final score out of his six possible points,
3: is six points. Oh my god, two in a row, are you kidding me? Another
0: perfect game,
3: Blimps and Guy Fieri, my areas of expertise. Blimps
0: and Guy Fieri—that's all it takes. Bravo! <laughs> Round of applause. Bravo! <laughs> Bravo!
3: Amazing!
0: You have scored a perfect game. Hungry Burger Are you is serious? a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I
3: didn't cheat, everyone. I didn't.
0: The General's Wings is a is well, it's it's General So's chicken wings. Yeah. But it's, but it's wings. Yeah. At. Uh... <laughs>
3: Jimmy, oh, <laughs> oh no, Jimmy! If you can find <laughs> the I artist. Immediately... Oh,
1: I immediately just Googled Guy Fieri
0: Yu-Gi-Oh.
3: This is the best thing I've you ever to, seen. You need to
0: post this to Twitter. Uh, so uh, yeah, the General's Wings is from, uh, I, I've closed the menus now, but it's from his barbecue place yeah. that is called something like the the pit or whatever. Uh, the wedge is from, I'm gonna uh, look up Guy Fieri menus again.
3: I'm riding on such a high over here. This is amazing.
0: Uh, let me see if I can. Once I see the the logos, I'll, I'll remember which one's which. Guy Fieri's restaurant is broken, by the way. The CSS on the website is completely broken yeah, right now. Yeah, it is. Um, so Guy Fieri's. Uh. Uh. Let's see. The General's Wings is from. Oh, it's from Guy Fieri's Vegas Kitchen and Bar. Uh, the yes, wedge give us is <laughs> a wedge salad from yes. Guy Fieri's Chop House. Give us the Guy Fieri lore. Uh, and uh, the the final one, which is burro rides, is from Guy Fieri's El Burro Baracho. Yeah. Uh, which is a uh, the, the burro rides is a tequila flight.
3: Oh, great! Yeah, sounds about right.
0: Which is exactly what I want right now. That's actually, <laughs> that sounds like it's got perfect. some kick to it. Got some um, kick.
3: Yeah! Amazing.
0: Uh, Lauren you've done amazingly well Thank you I think what I need to do You know
3: this segment is really bad for my ego uh, Because now Now I'm good at it
0: Right Well, what, Apparently. I, what, I, what I was about to say is We need to just have Jimmy prepare the cards next time Oh yeah So that we get, we get some fresh eyes on this or, uh, or
3: any of the listeners, send in your cards. Again,
0: listeners, you are always welcome. We've had some listeners submissions in the past. Uh, email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Say it's for the show. Say it's for the Yu-Gi-Oh! Or Not segment. I would love to read uh, the things that sound like Yu-Gi-Oh! Cards,
3: but are not. Yeah, see if you can best me.
0: That has become the new challenge. Yeah. See if we can get Lauren to have... Uh, just a
3: single one just, wrong answer, I guess. It's impossible now.
0: Well, yeah, so now... You can have a score of zero because we have six cards.
3: I know, but I'm just saying, I can't. Now I'm picturing someone going into I'm a Guy Fieri
1: now. restaurant and being like, "Hello, I'd like to have the cursed El Darlando.
0: I was I want to make sure that, that would this, sound like this a like a spicy cursed. taco or something.
1: But cursed though, you're, no one cursed. Going
3: to, <laughs> no one's cursed. Yeah, to Guy Fieri put would put that menu. though if he put like you ghost peppers so? in it or something.
0: Yeah, like like he would put he like would. Uh, it's a uh, it's um uh, have I explained baleadas to you before? I don't think so. So baleadas, uh, I was introduced to you in Honduras, and they're they're just big ass tortillas, right? Like a tortilla bigger than like Lauren's torso. And what they do is subway style. You go up to the counter, and you're like, okay, cool. Well, I want uh, I want the beef, and they just like. Dig in with a, they, they put a glove on and they dig in with their hand and they pull out a fistful of beef and they put it on this giant ass tortilla. Hell and yeah. The with the cheese and they grab a fistful of cheese and they put it on the thing. And you just do that until you've got roughly the size and shape of your own head, just a massive burrito taco thing that you pick up and just start digging into. Um, and so I was picturing that the cursed Elder Londo would be that, but with like ghost pepper.
3: Mm.
1: That does sound very good.
0: And queso, obviously.
3: obviously. We should look at it.
1: Oh, uh, I did want to show yeah. you guys Hungry Burger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us Hungry Burger. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to
3: see all these cards. Okay,
0: so, so let's describe Hungry Burger first. Oh, God. Hungry Burger, Lauren. Describe that for us. Um. I will tell you my favorite part.
3: I'll tell you my favorite part, too. Uh, it's like a regular burger, but if the burger was going to eat you, and it also had spiky metal teeth. Yep. in the buns and then it also has a tiny little japanese flag on top and that's that, amazing that's
1: my favorite me part too, me too <laughs> do you think the flag it is easy. like forming a little
0: eye is that yeah, the yeah i do of the burger? i like
3: it it looks like it
0: i think it is it's like one of those little toothpick flags yeah how big do you think hungry burger actually is is it burger Nine sized? Feet oh, it's, oh 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 okay it's large <laughs> it's a big boy
3: <laughs> it's br- hungry. The
0: burger also has straight edges, which makes me think that it's a tofu burger. Like the patty.
3: Oh, the patty is very, like, processed it's and thin. F- it's one of those frozen patties that tastes like shit.
0: It's also between two pieces of lettuce.
3: Which is an odd choice. It's a
0: strange yeah. choice. Put a, put a slice of cheese in there. There's no cheese on this burger. There's also no onion.
3: Mm. <laughs> or condiments.
0: Oh. <gasps> Ketchup on this burger would have been so good.
3: Yeah, they could have done like blood, like ketchup blood. Yeah. It would have been perfect. Waste of
0: uh,
1: opportunity.
0: Cursed Eldorlando. Let me find a picture of that for you, Jimmy. So Cursed Eldorlando is is part of the Eldlich series. Not Eldritch. Uh, sorry? Eldlich. Come again? Eldlich. <laughs> Eldlich. Yeah. Eldlich. Um
3: Rolls Cut right off the top. Uh
0: oh, you found it already. Okay, so Cursed Eldorlando is supposed to be El Dorado, the lost city of gold.
1: I I was aware.
0: (laughs) But I think this was after the movie, The Road to El Dorado had come out, so they couldn't say El Dorado because now that had become a copyrighted term. Oh. So El Dorlando is the the thing. It's like
1: Um, a cross between El Dorado and Orlando.
0: Yeah. Uh I'm looking up the other eldritch cards. Uh nope, not eldritch. Auto correct, thank you. Eldritch, uh, and no, there's no T either. It's E L D L I C H. Eldlich Eld lich, the Golden Lord. Uh so it, I think the story here is that there is a lich, Eldlich the Golden Lord, who lives in the cursed Elder Londo. Uh it is a zombie type kind of. I don't really understand what the mechanic is, but it's a bunch of these like just blinged out.
1: I was I'm seeing photos sorcerers. of him. He looks pimp.
0: Yeah, it's
3: pretty
0: cool. this is like a this would be a one off Power Ranger villain, is what yeah. it is. Yeah.
1: He's like just a gold, gold
0: to the nines, big purple cape.
1: Gold robot dude, just covered with like jewels. And I, my favorite part is his like white gloves. Yeah. Like cartoon <laughs> gloves, but then like on he's the got like gloves. Yeah, Master he's, Hand gloves. Yeah. But then like on the Maybe gloves, he's safer. got all these like jewels and rings and like all kinds of they like might,
0: glowy things. They might also actually be silver. Maybe they're diamond. Oh.
3: Ooh. And the, the big purple cape.
1: He looks right. I love the cape. I like this guy. I want to know more about him.
0: So that's where Cursed Elder Londo comes from. Uh, I'm trying to think, was there anything else? Transcendent Wings is honestly really boring. I I just did a lot of searching for, like, what cards have wings in the title so they would sound like chicken wings. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Good strategy. Yeah,
3: you know, I try. I try. But you couldn't fool me in the end.
0: I couldn't. Transcendent Wings is a picture of, like, a little girl with giant angel wings behind... Or in front of, rather, a larger sort of angelic creature with also angel wings.
3: Oh, it's a tiny little girl.
0: Yeah. It interacts with winged Karibo, which is an interesting choice. I don't know that I would necessarily like think of winged Karibo while playing this card. Oh, it's cute. Except that it also has wings, I guess. Uh stick together. Winged Karibo level 10 Cards is another card that's popped up. You know, what uh, they say. Yeah, <laughs> right. As, as one says. Thank you uh winged caribou level 10 is another card that just popped up uh which is just a dragon holding a caribou apparently okay i don't know anyway uh let's move into the next segment of the show
3: are like tribbles right they're those Mm -hmm. tribble things okay
0: yeah with little green claws and big anime eyes yeah yeah i remember them yeah uh let's move into the next segment of the show lauren are you gonna join us for this
3: I mean, do you want me to? I wish I don't you have would. To. I wish you would. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm especially curious to we hear need your We Can you as a tiebreaker? Uh, yeah, exactly.
3: I think it helps.
0: And given your recent experience, uh, I think you might have some relevant things to say about one of our cards.
3: I'm intrigued.
0: It's time for the mu- 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 mu monster bracket.
3: I never have relevant things to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither do we. So. Uh, this week on the Monster Bracket, as you know, every week we bring two monsters from season two and pit them against each other until we reach the ultimate Battle City monster champion. Uh, we are in the last of our Sweet 16. Sweet 16? I think. One of those. Uh, and uh, no, we're moving into the Sweet 16, rather. We're, we're ah. in the less sweet 32.
3: Jesus. <laughs> how many cards did you pick initially for this? A
0: crap ton. Uh... It, yeah. it's it's one for rather it's one matchup for every episode so
3: two cards for every episode yes yeah uh so did you just randomly generate them sorry i'm sure you did this in an introductory n- post
0: no, no no so uh it is this is actually good we haven't talked about it for a bit Uh, On the official Yu-Gi-Oh! website, you can go to uh, a page for each season and you can see all of the cards that appeared in each season and and down to each episode. So what I did was I did a specific search for all the cards that appear in Season 2 and then all of the monster cards that appeared in Season 2. And then that was kind of an odd number, so I threw out a few as default. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So uh, this week... We have two monsters that I could not care less about <laughs> Aquamadur and the Snake Hair. Oh. Aquamadur is a level four water spellcaster monster mm. with 1200 attack and 2000 defense. The Snake Hair oh, no. is a level four dark zombie monster with 1500 attack and 1200 defense. Uh, let's start with the Snake Hair, just given that reaction, Lauren. Oh, what does the Snake Hair look like?
3: Well, it looks like a person painted green. Yes. um, With snakes for hair.
0: Correct. This is, as one might say, a Medusa.
3: Or a Gorgon.
0: Or a Gorgon.
1: But it's not either of those things. It's the snake hair.
3: It's just the snake hair. So the person is irrelevant. It's only the hair here that matters. (laughs) What's really important
1: is the hair. It doesn't matter who it's attached to.
3: No, never does. Is this the recent experience you were talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah, just because you you worked on that Medusa uh, yeah, I did. statue. Yeah. Uh so the snake here She doesn't
3: look like that though.
0: No. Uh for anyone who may not uh for anyone who's first episode of the show, this might be welcome and I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> Lauren uh, Our apologies. Is, <laughs> Lauren is currently doing a, a placement at the Cambridge University Museums and just worked University with
3: University of Cambridge Museums
0: sorry because i made that joke I a while know. back and i can't get it of <laughs> my head anyway so the university of cambridge museums and uh they have a museum there that is all plaster casts of statues mm. really really important statues uh and one of them is a medusa colossus
3: yeah so well a- it's from a pediment so right. it's not freestanding
0: oh right 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 okay
3: it hangs on a wall well it was on a temple initially
0: it's a big ass Medusa and they had to winch it in
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and Lauren got to fix the arm
3: Mm -hmm. which was over a meter long by itself so
0: a big ass Medusa big ass
1: Medusa
0: Uh, we decided Jimmy winching Medusa is our Australian prog rock band yeah I like it Uh, so I did a blog
3: post on it on the uh, UCM site if oh, anyone's yeah. that curious. So if, anyone, if doesn't matter at all but work. Uh
0: the other card is Aquamador which looks like something Aquamador. I don't know. Is that a
3: real Just the thing? name of that is their name?
0: I don't. I don't I don't know. Um the only thing that comes up is
3: is Aquamador.
0: Aquamadure, neo Aquamador. Great. And then uh, an, a company that makes apps called Madure Technologies, Inc. Ooh. A modern
1: app factory.
0: So, hmm. yeah.
3: Maybe Aquamadour, it's just their
0: name. It could just be their name. Aquamador has a lot of things going on. First, they have a white mask with glowing red eyes. And the mask has what looks to be single... Yellow fangs above and below each eye.
3: Fangs? You think those are fangs? Well, they're like teardrop shapes. Yeah. They, yeah, look like they look like teeth. They look like
0: paint because they're the, going the opposite points, directions. The points point at each other, which makes me think that they're teeth.
3: But it looks like paint. Yeah, yeah it looks well, like a jester's mask, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Pardon, of. Pardon like, me. That's almost I mean. like Harlequin.
0: They're painted onto the mask. Yeah. But they do look like they're okay. meant to represent teeth. Okay. Coming out of the top of the mask is a. A, a mass of pointy blue hair, <laughs> some of which is long enough to come down in, in uh, streamers, I guess, of hair. I don't really know what to call it. Uh, it looks like a blue Oddish.
3: <laughs> <laughs> kind of does.
0: And then it's wearing what looks to be a, a like a rain poncho. Almost. With a big white circus tent collar that has like, a raindrop-style lapel, but then it's also wearing a large blue turtleneck.
1: Aquamador looks like if you gave a kid half an hour to come up with a Halloween costume out of stuff they find around the house. It doesn't yes. really have to be anything. It's just all their, like, costume-adjacent supplies that they just all threw together real fast.
0: Precisely. Uh, And the description actually helps confirm that a little bit because it kind of sounds like the same thing too. Uh, The card text is a wizard of the waters that conjures a liquid wall to crush any enemies that oppose him. Which also sounds like, hey kid, go make up a Halloween costume in 30 minutes. (laughs) I'm a water wizard.
3: If it didn't have the hair... It And it's the wrong color, so maybe it doesn't look like this at all. But it kind of looks like a Zora.
1: I was a thinking that bit. a little tiny bit.
3: Were you? Okay, because it's like... Maybe it's just the aqua thing.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the, the shapes are vaguely Zora-ish. Yeah. It's just the hair that kind of keeps it from, from yeah. being that. Um, The snake hair, the cortex text the snake hair says, A monster with a head of poison snakes. <laughs> One look from this monster can turn an opponent to stone. Not
3: Medusa, TM.
0: (laughs)
1: Thanks for explaining what a Medusa is, card game.
3: (laughs) For copyright reasons, not a Medusa. For copyright reasons.
1: (laughs) Legally distinct from a Medusa.
3: Yes. Uh, Snake hair. What I think is funny
0: is uh, the snake hair specifically lists Bones as being one of the characters that has played that card. Aquamadour doesn't list anyone being related to this card. Apparently no one has played it but somehow, somewhere, it appears in Season 2.
1: No one cares about Aquamador. Mm-hmm.
3: More like Aquamadont. Hey!
1: Throw it out the Aquamor window. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought (laughs) I I, I was really thinking that a better an Aquamador than an Aquamawindo was the better joke, but, you know, you know, uh, Jimmy, how do you feel about this lineup?
1: I'm kind of leaning towards snake hair because I just could not give less. I could not possibly have any less interest in Aquamador. (laughs) I'm sorry, Aquamador, but there's just nothing compelling about it whatsoever.
3: Same.
0: I look at Aquamadure and I feel nothing.
1: I mean, at least the snake hair has, like, even the snake hair is just like a medusa, but at least it's a thing. It's not a
3: medusa. It's not a
1: medusa. It's the <laughs> snake hair. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah. Just looking at the snake hair's page, does it look to you like someone made it in MS Paint?
0: Yes. Yeah. The card art has a distinctly different quality from other cards. Yeah, it
1: has a like a Photoshop pencil tool effect on it. It's like
3: airbrush almost.
1: And it, the airbrush yeah.
0: tool. Yeah. Yeah, like somebody used the. I guess it would be the pencil tool, and you can mm. see like kind of mm-hmm. the rigid pixel lines.
3: It looks like um, like that. The texture looks like that spandex suit that you buy at Halloween. It's like a one piece oh, like spandex suit. suit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But but it it conforms much more closely to facial features than that.
0: Yeah. So the snake hair then. I
3: yeah.
1: think it goes to the snake hair who I also I don't really too. care about, but okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, you know, I don't really I don't know how much longer I want to have the snake hair in this tournament, but I know that I don't want to have Aquamador in this tournament anymore. <laughs>
1: I've already forgotten
0: about Aquamador.
3: Yeah, me too. All
0: right, Aquamador is gone. Aquamador is no more. Congratulations to Snakehair, the one and only competitor in this lineup.
3: (laughs) How did Aquamador win? Before
0: Uh, Aquamador won against Dark Gremlin, (laughs) let me pull up Dark Gremlin. Uh, That doesn't sound right. That's Dark Gremlin.
3: Well, (laughs) it certainly doesn't fit its name, does it? No. That's the opposite it's of kind of just Gremlin. a lizard, dude. I'm sorry. Under notes, though, it says this card is named Desferal Imp in the Yu Gi Oh trading card game. So,
0: Which maybe should have given it that's points in much retrospect. Better, yeah. But Aquamador, for some reason, was. Oh, went and out. it's a
3: reptile, apparently. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So Aquamador won well, out against Snake Well, That was Desferal the wrong choice.
3: Imp. Good thing I'm here to set you straight. I'm, From glad, you're, now I'm on. glad you're
0: here. Well, the Snake Air won, so we're good. Yeah. I'm so fine. we are now into the Sweet 16 of the Monster Bracket. Moving forward, things will get more and more dire. Uh, if you want to keep up with the Monster Bracket, you can go to heartofthe.cards slash bracket. You'll see where I've sort of embedded the uh, fancy Google sheet that we use for this. Uh, we have left in the in the Sweet 16. Do you mind if I read them out? Go ahead. All the monsters in the Sweet 16. Give us a good preview. Sonic Maid, Sonic Maid, Celtic Guardian, Zira the Mant, Rogue Doll, Blue Eyes White Dragon, Doll of Demise, Cyberjar, Amazonist Swordswoman, go to the other side of the page oh here, God. Fortress Whale, Amazon Chainmaster, Beta the Magnet Warrior, Dark Magician, Jinzo, Kisatai, Worm Drake, and the Snake Hair.
1: You know what? They all have set apart for them compared to Aquamador. I can remember hmm. what they look like. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only one that I even remotely struggle with would be like Amazonus uh or Amazon Chainmaster. Uh no, not even that. Yeah. Doll of De- uh, I remember Doll actually, of Demise. No. Now that yeah, He's now that I start to read all guy. of them. Yeah. Rogue Doll is the one where you can't really decide what the face is. Cyberjar. Oh, I I realized Cyberjar, you you know the reason it has a mouth. Why? So Cyberjar is based on I think it's the Mystic Jar or the Magic Jar. It came up in the Yu-Gi-Oh game I was playing today. There is a jar that's just a real-ass jar that has inside the jar something with one eye and big teeth poking out of it. So Cyber Jar is This is, is a, a cyber version m-
1: of the... Exactly. What's it called? Mystic Jar?
0: I think so. Let me... Magic Jar, maybe? Uh... Oh, hang on. Oh, there's a
1: the whole morphing, list morphing jar. On the Wiki morphing jar, sorry. Of just jars. Mm-hmm. Absorbing there's a lot of jars in Yu-Gi-Oh! Ancient jar, Aroma Jar, Cobra Jar. Ooh. don't stick your hand in there. Cyber Jar, Dice Jar, Dimension Jar, Fiber Jar. Uh, that'll help you poop. Morphing Jar. Morphing <laughs> Jar number two. And pot Yeah, of the morphing forbidden. jar
0: number two. I really want to build uh this is the reason why I keep playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! game on the Switch, is I really want to build a Uh, jar and pot deck because (laughs) there's a bunch of there's a bunch of pot of greed related cards like spirit like uh what is it avatar of the pot things like that spirit of the pot
1: they're back for revenge against link (laughs) play it against uh, celtic
0: warrior oh yeah there it is uh all right so we're down to the sweet 16 we have we have uh eight uh matchups to look forward to there and then we get into the uh the quarterfinals and then the semifinals and then the finals as things go. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're over halfway there. Woo. Woo. All right. Okay. Next week, we'll be talking about episodes 34 and 35 of season two, which are titled the dark spirit revealed colon Yugi versus Bakura colon part one and colon part two. <laughs> uh, pardon me. Parts two and parts three. Wow, I can do numbers. <laughs>
1: what are their translated uh, we, titles? That that's might a good question. I can look that up real quick. More interesting. We,
0: uh, we decided to bundle them together in this way because we kind of knew that uh, the first episode would be a little bit of nothing and then all of the actual stuff would happen in the, the latter two episodes. But like stretched out. Th- right, exactly. Really, these three episodes have the content of one episode. Yeah. It just takes time to watch them. Um, let me find it here. Uh, okay, so part two, the translated title is The Death Calling Ouija Board. Ooh. And part three is Smash the Darkness, God Attacks. <laughs> Ooh. Which is uh, pretty badass. That's
1: actually a way better title than anything I was imagining.
0: I'm pretty into that um yeah the, the the translated titles from here on out get pretty ridiculous um there's one later on kind of close to the end here uh episode 45 is uh the translated title is an attack that changes the future cool but then the one before that is kaiba versus the eighth duelist so like i don't know hmm uh anyway right. yes, yeah, so we'll do parts two and three next week if you want to get in touch with us until then if you want to leave us any any reviews on apple Podcasts, please do so you can visit our website heart of the cards you can find us on twitter and instagram at yampod that's y-a-m-p-o-d uh you can find the podcast that lauren and i do at podcast about eggs it's called egg centric it's a podcast all about egg
3: all about egg eggs. we released an
0: episode this last sunday uh comes out every other sunday our latest episode is expressions. Expressions. And uh, I explore whether or not you can actually fry an egg on the sidewalk.
1: You egg explore.
0: Yep. <laughs> I I investigate. I investigate.
3: Investigate. <laughs> uh,
0: and the answer is
1: not in the UK. You can't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm, Basically. Spot
1: on.
0: Yep. Uh, so yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Did I did I miss anything? Uh, oh. Uh, there's a thing going on right now. If you've made it this far into the episode, you may enjoy consuming uh, content that is uh, easily played in the background. One of my favorite events uh, is Games Done Quick, which I love having on in the background while I work. Games Done Quick uh, official is, is over for this year, but currently they're doing a uh, an event called Frame Fatals. Frame Fatals is a group of... That's an amazing of, name. Uh, it's it's really good. It's a group of women speedrunners who get together twice a year now uh, and have just started also speedrunning for charity uh, before they kind of just did it for fun and then it caught on and now they are raising money for the Malala Fund. Uh, so that is all this week.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Uh,
0: they are all incredible speedrunners. They actually did a speedrun of a Yu-Gi-Oh game oh. that I got to watch part of. Um, boy, Yu-Gi-Oh games are weird as i've as i've discovered um but they do all sorts of fun runs so if you're into speed running go support uh female uh, speed runners because a thing that happens in games done quick that's kind of annoying is there aren't that many it seems like but it turns out that there are uh enough to run an event so we should make sure that they are feel supported and do more of what they're doing um so that's games uh, or just go to youtube and type in games done quick or pardon me twitch twitch.tv uh is where they're streaming Cool. Yep. Uh, All right. That'll do it for this week. We will talk to you all next week. And until next time,
1: Yugi's item is good, but Bakura's item is bad.